0: Oh, here we go. We're recording. This is uh, Tyler Murphy. You're listening to the Lonely Painter Podcast. And we're trying something new this morning. Just recording this on my phone because I don't have proper hookups to get my microphone plugged into my computer today. Forgot that down at the gallery. But I'm here with my friend and now roommate, Garth Howley. Former guest of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan Peterson, lover, covering
1: Jordan Peterson addict. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, we're roommates now, so we argue all the time, and
1: mostly not actually. No, mostly pretty, not really. Okay. Pretty good these days. Yeah. Well, we're so um, overcome with creative thought and expression that we just wanted to get this out now, which is why we couldn't wait for a microphone, just had to go into the phone. Yeah.
0: I actually don't have anything to share this week, really. Well, so I guess the, what what I thought maybe I'd do on the podcast for a little bit is just um, just record, kind of get go back to recording short conversations with some friends. Uh, the last several episodes have mostly been me uh, sharing uh, short essays, uh, which I've really loved doing that. But I kind of feel like I've I'm tapped out right now on. Having things of substance to share in that regard, and need to get back to reading and uh, just having conversations with friends, and then maybe I'll get back to writing a little bit. So, I thought maybe what I really would like to do, Garth Garth and I have been talking about this, is try to get in the habit of each morning waking up, you know, real early, 9 o'clock, 10. Getting our coffee on, sitting in our bathrobes here at the house, and uh, for each of us to read here alongside each other in our, uh, we've got two awesome rocking chairs here at the house. And uh, drink coffee or tea, and then discuss a little bit, and then get on with our days.
1: The bathrobes are key, both of us are just naked right now, so bathrobes are a must. And so, I don't know, I
0: I haven't really been reading that much in the past couple weeks, but uh just cracked back open a book called Turn My Mourning Into Dancing by Henry Nowen, which uh, is about finding hope in hard times, dealing with, uh, yeah, grief. and On the back it says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, yeah, which is Jesus... Uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, and I don't know. Th- this was given to me by a, uh, my friend Bob a couple months back, and I don't, it's it's not something I would typically probably pick up on my own, but it's just a real sweet little book. And I, as I've been reading it and looking at that, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I I guess I've been really, um, that makes a lot of, s- like, if you, I guess what I'm taking from that is that if you want to be comforted, we have to learn how to mourn well. And, uh, so my mind has been on that a lot lately. Yeah.
1: To engage in the act of mourning, not to yeah. avoid it. Well, because just you this- actually want the relief or the respite, you need to kind of. Tie yourself out first and not just avoid it.
0: Just this morning, Garth sits down and, like, immediately, like, we're just starting to read. And
1: he's like, all right,
0: can I just, three minutes, just three minutes, I have to vent. I set a timer and I kept to it just to say. He did, yeah, two seconds under.
1: <laughs> it was, like a... Yeah, so that, that's about it. And, Garth, what are you reading? Uh... So i um, flip flopping between two books. I started, I really like to read kind of older, classical, and more well thought of books, I guess, that have stayed the test of time. So I'm reading uh, Great Expectations by Charles Dickens, which I really, really like, by the way. Um, I think everyone's kind of read it in high school, it seems like, or at some point. So I'm finally getting around to it. Um, and there's a lot of good things I could say about that one, but what I think is mostly hitting me now is um, I went to Barnes & Noble to pick up a book, my brother and uh, ended up finding another book by the same author and so now I kind of got into that and that book is Heretics by G.K. Chesterton and if you haven't read him you absolutely have to he's fantastic um, but he's a very very clever writer uh, kind of precursor to C.S. Lewis in a lot of ways um, or pre predecessor yeah um, but what was really funny is he always likes to talk about you know, contradicting things you know um, he's like actually uh Oh man, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, the really like uh, I can't even get into that. Anyway. <laughs> like, it's so it's like you just everything's so like counterintuitive and it's, it's very funny and very witty. But um but what struck me is he was talking about oh, here's actually a good example. So he's like, We think of people who are so learned and just great for having expanded themselves. Um people who travel do that, you know, get out, see the world, Hmm. you know, wander and do this. And that like, you know, instills this great character in you. And he's like, no, actually it's the person who can like find the, the person who can like find the greatness in like the minutia of like they've lived in the same town. It's like, those are the people that can find true greatness and that they can like find beauty and just the mundane that they can find. um, They can really imagine and, and, like explore the world in the small universe of their backyard rather than having to travel around right so he goes on about that and um, he's got this one line where he starts basically making fun of Rudyard Kipling you know famous for like the jungle book and um, a bunch of poems but he, he calls him he, he talks about that he's like you know he he lacks a sort of uh, patriotism you know because he doesn't he has reasons why he loves things and he's like, and it's like you, if you have if you admire something you can admire it with reasons, but if you love something, you can't have a reason for it. He's like, you he just kind of do. He's like, he loves England because it's strong, but not because she's just English, just because that's who she is, you know? And so he goes on to talk about how he's traveled all these places, and he says, um, <laughs> he's like, he, uh, he looks to, has this light melancholy in his poetry as, of a man who's been the citizen of many communities, um, but he's sort of like a man who looks back on having been the lover of many women. He is the Flander of the nations, um, and he's maybe learned a lot about the, flir- of women in flirtations, but he's learned nothing of first love. So this idea of like committing to a spot, to one thing, to being focused rather than to diversifying, he's like, you'll, you'll find so much more depth and so much more meaning and it makes you a greater man not to have experienced a wide variety, but to have focused in on one. So, which I think, I think is true. Um, in some ways, I think there can be a great, like to diversify and see all the different aspects of something is great. It's sort of like a jack-of-all-trades thing. Mm-hmm. But to really master one thing, I think it is very special. I mean, to be able to... Like, in a person. I think yeah. it's probably the part that struck me most about it. Like, I began to think about Billings and and living in Montana. I'm like, you know, there's something great about loving where you're at. Because I know that, you know, a lots of my friends growing up just didn't like Billings, didn't like Montana, wanted to go do some big, exciting thing and do this. And, you know, I've done that too, so I get it. But to really plant yourself and... Find the most out of what you have around you, you really do begin to kind of find a world in even the smallest area of your life. Like yeah, the universe expands to you at some level just by looking at like you know the street you're on, sort of. Um, but then again, with people to really, you know, I think we, we look for it in people or in relationships like trying to find like this part and that part and trying to like add them all together. It's like you know, people are kind of a world into themselves, it's really dive in and commit to, to one person and to really looking at them I don't know I think yeah I think I resonate with that I think yeah I believe that we were talking about this the other
0: day and uh, uh, it reminded me of I mean that's I guess that's what I want in in my life more and more is to kind of stay rooted here in Billings keep on Um, uh, investing time and energy into some of my friendships and relationships here. And, uh, just like even my desire to travel has lessened to some degree. Um, because I want to be here in Billings, investing in, in. Guys like Matt and Grant and Parker and Ryan and you Garth, and it's like oh i I don't really want to leave for very long because I want to be here <laughs> and um, and even with my art, I've been feeling like um, like the latest uh, trip that that uh, the young guns, as we sometimes are called um, Daniel went up to. Glacier and painted with Canon Ritchie. and on this trip I just I would already been up there like five times this this year, so I I just needed to work at the gallery and and stay rooted there, and so I didn't go on that trip, and um, but I I guess I'm feeling with my own art that the really the growth that I need isn't going to be found by traveling somewhere else, but rather by staying at the gallery, in my studio, working on what is uniquely uh, my kind of work. So the show that I did with Ken, I feel like that that work was me trying to paint Glacier Park like so many other people paint Glacier Park. And so many other artists are... are there's so many already great landscape painters out there... Um, and so I just need to kind of uh I've been feeling the need to lean into what is uniquely me. Yeah. Well, anyways, I kind of got sidetracked there. What I was wanting to say, <laughs> what I was wanting to share was actually remember I I shared with you that poem that my grandpa mm-hmm. wrote the other yeah. Day? yeah. So um what was it called Yeah, it's called Old Friend that's right that's and right. yeah I, I don't remember I used to have the whole thing memorized but basically it says old friend I can't remember the first time that we met yet our being friends this long and all how could I forget so maybe now it's time to say some things not said before you've always been a good friend but an old friend means much more uh, we've like we've rode life's uh, trails together shared anything we had uh, you know we've been through some blah, 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 the good times and the bad. Um, uh, I could make a new friend today or most any other day, but an old friend is tempered by fires and floods and wrecks along the way. And the whole thing ends with, uh, I know I'm missing some, some lines and verses in there, but the whole thing ends with, so take care of yourself, old friend, please, for both our sakes, because another old friend like you, I haven't got time to make and so I think that's kind of like what you're talking about with Chesterton there that idea of yeah. um, staying rooted somewhere investing and finding that depth dimension of of meaning um, in wherever it is that that you find yourself in life that,
1: I don't know that's yeah well I think like I like I that yeah if you don't mind interrupting, please, yeah. please, yeah. Uh, I think let's try things.
0: to talk to each. I feel like we're talking to the phone and like in this weird oh, yeah, way. Like yeah, let's yeah. try to get into this more uh, conversation. Conversation. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think like for two things,
0: I feel I feel a little stiff stiff. Here. stiff, stiff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Yeah. Out great. of practice here. Yeah. Podcast.
1: Around the, uh, the red rocks, the, red. <laughs> so
0: um, the tongue, teeth, and the
1: lips. Yellow of the red. red, 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 red. Um, <laughs> No, well, I think for two things, uh, what it made me think of. One, uh, to commit to an area, to people. Hold on, hold on. Yes. Let's turn more towards each other. Oh, okay,
0: you just, just forget about this phone. <laughs> yeah. And all these people. Disregard these noises. Listening. The thousands of listeners. Just millions <laughs> of listeners.
1: Is that a bee? No, it's a we got fly. A bee in here. All right, it's a Okay, sorry. Okay, so. Back to you. It's like. Um, she was I saying? It's, oh, two things. So one, um, committing to people or an area, number one, you're going to get, I think, a much greater experience of life, you know, to commit to to one thing. You're going to get the most out of something rather than, like, a little bit of everything. It's sort of like, you know, the more, like, generally, the more risk you have in something usually means you have high rewards. So if I think in sports, like, you know, if you play soccer or like, some rec league and you win a championship for Billings, you're like, Low risk. if You lose, you don't win the league. You know, nothing happens. But you win, you win the league. That's cool. You know, nothing really happens either. But you lose like the World Cup or you know, like the Super Bowl. It's like uh, if you lose that, that is devastating, mm-hmm. emotionally, spiritually, physically. <laughs> you know, like it is devastating to you and your million fans. Um, but then if you win, I mean, just it's absolutely, you know, unbelievable. You've achieved the highest thing you can possibly achieve in that area. Yeah. And so it's unbelievably rewarding um so having that great focus and great depth in one area like i said generally you'll just get that much more out of it than if you like you dabble if you're a dabbler right yeah yeah so there's that aspect of like well like it's the same thing in relationship if you're always going around to different people you'll have a lot of good like little not quite deep experiences but good experiences probably right a bunch of different people rather than if you really get into it you're gonna have a lot more probably painful interactions with somebody that you spend a lot of time with but the meaning the interactions themselves would be that much more meaningful, so I would say like it's like the same thing with like a city you
0: know?
1: mm-hmm. um, so that's the first thing I think you'll get a much more meaningful experience in doing so, but also, I think if you really commit uh you'll get a much greater um, you'll be much more effective too if you're looking to create something or to build something you know I think the the idea especially in buildings. In a smaller place, like, I just need to get out to go and and do whatever. You know, I need to go um, to California for this or New York for this or Seattle or Denver. And there's truth to that. I think it has been that way much more in the past. But at the same time, um, well, it's much easier in the world today because of the Internet we can get, you know, creative expressions and things out there. But it made me, like, what what I thought of the other day was, like, you know, Monet. You know, when he just, Mm -hmm. it was just the same park, wasn't it? Like, again and again and again. And that made him, you know, obviously. Or Vermeer just painting his room. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, he didn't even leave his house, yeah. (laughs) But seriously, like, just to really focus in on um, to where you're at. And if that you actually have something of substance, it'll come out. Yeah, You know, like, your gift will make away for you, sort of. And it's funny, I never thought of this, but it kind of reminds me, so, you know, regardless of your religious affiliation or beliefs on that side, um, the idea that, you know, Jesus Christ actually never went 200 miles from his home, mm. Yeah, his ideas have spread, literally and obviously to every corner of the world. Uh-huh. It's like, cause like, that's a funny idea right there. Yeah. It's like, to literally never even 200 miles from your own house. You now, yeah. obviously, it's hard because of the time, but even still, like, to just hit an area, hit something hard, you know, do that well. Sorry, that's my chair. <laughs> do that well, to focus in and like I said, if you have that substance then it'll come out and it's sort of like, to me, it's sort of like truth. Like, if it's good, then people pick it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. And they're like, oh, I like this. And I don't know, you don't have to like travel all around the world you get all these different things mm-hmm. and accumulate everything to make you that good thing. I'm like, really, you just need to be where you're at and just do well with what you got where you are and yeah. you'll really find great life changing things or yeah life changing truths I guess or aspects of the world
0: yeah nice yeah so you're sticking around for a while here <laughs> so I'll be here for a little bit <laughs> you and I have roommates for a while I think so we gotta live about house. what are talking you know I mean? it's a real good house Thanks. I've been here for like four years I think yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this house I like it our roommate Josh who also was on the podcast a handful of times just moved yeah so we're not talking to
1: him anymore so he's dead to us he moved to Seattle see actually this whole conversation (laughs) is a slight dig at him subconsciously for leaving you know just blooming where you're planted bro you had to get up and go to some big city (laughs) so wow that's funny we got to call him and yeah. tell him to listen to this. Yeah, I think this will really help you, man. You should really think about this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Okay. Um, let's see if I've got anything I want to share. I'm okay with a little bit of silence here as I try to figure out. But See, we're recording this on my phone, so I can't do any editing to take out any... Uh, ooh, ooh, i got a spot.
1: You got something you want to share? Yeah, just I'll, I'll finish up my, my thought okay. with this. Just a small, small paragraph. Okay. Uh, the truth is that exploration and enlargement make the world smaller. The telegraph and the steamboat, this is an old book, the telegraph and the steamboat <laughs> make the world smaller. The telescope makes the world smaller. It is, the only, uh, it is only the microscope that makes it larger. Before uh, long, the world would be cloven with the war between the telescopists and the microscopists. The first study large <laughs> things and live in a small world. The second study small things and live in a large world so he skips down uh, he's talking oh. about China and Arabia again it's an old book <laughs> There are ancient civilizations with a strange with strange virtues buried like treasures if we wish to understand them it must be not as tourists or inquirers it must be with the loyalty of children and the great patience of poets
0: mm. What do you think he means by the loyalty of children? I guess that's what i like Like, just that childlike wonder? Yeah.
1: There's sort of like a... Like a... Well, for some reason, I just thought of the episode of House. I don't know. This kid's like, I hate my dad. And he's like, no, you don't. He's like, you never will. You can't ever really hate your parents, you know? There's like this... Just connection that you have to it. This sort of arbitrary... I mean, it's not really arbitrary, obviously, there's reasons for it, but you just, you are connected to it. Sort of like he talked about with, like, Kipling not loving England. It's like, you just love it, you know what I mean? There's not reasons, like, there are reasons why you admire them or whatever else, you just are connected to them. And so I think to, to really love a place, or, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you don't have, oh, I like this because of this and this and this, and, like, those are reasons to admire a place. Oh, to love it, you love it just because it is. And that's kind of the loyalty of a child.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So this maybe leads me into something that I want to talk about that I get yeah. that just uh, came up in this. I was reading if I can find it because that so like not putting not putting labels on things and not confining something to. Uh. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, here it is. Because um, with another friend, I've. Uh, kind of talked about this of like either let's not I either let's uh let's not put labels on what it is that we love about each other like Hmm. or let's never stop saying what it is that Hmm. we love about each other in that way yeah so and and really I, I think this is really important like in relationships to be very careful of using words like always or never. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. So this is, uh, let's see. He says, he's talking about fatalism here. Uh, fatalism afflicts us in many ways. It affects our relationships. We use labels and categories that prevent us from expecting anything new from each other. Uh, in, in quotes, uh, that's how she is, someone says, assuming uh, that that settles the matter. That behavior is typical of him, we mumble. Or the place where we work, uh, or the institutions with which we deal may impress on us the same thinking. Uh, that's, how are, or that's how things are done here. And so we give up trying to do something different, even if we see a better way. Um, Yeah, I guess I wasn't following you earlier. Like or following. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, uh, t- I, I wasn't, wasn't following. I would. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I say that to Garth a lot. <laughs> Garth, I just got to be honest, man. I haven't, I haven't I'm been paying attention for the past five minutes. <laughs> Anything you've said? Which uh, confused me. Yeah. <laughs> no. But uh... no, but well, I wasn't quite quite uh, following where Chesterton was saying, like, you don't, uh, what is it, something about the reasons why you love something? Oh, yeah. we have got to be careful Uh, of of not uh, putting too many.
1: We admire things with reasons, but love them without reasons. It's kind of like there's just... We love, we admire things with reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you have have reasons for admiring something, but when you love
0: something, you generally don't. No, 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 that, no, I would say, don't you think he's saying we love things that have purposes, that serve some purpose, but we love them without... Which is true. Or, and could, we, yeah, I think like you could say that
1: like... Wait, so, will you repeat that again? Yeah, sure. Uh, we, uh, for we admire things with reasons, but love them without reasons. Or maybe, yeah, okay, so admire things with reasons. Okay, so maybe he's making a distinction between love and admiration there? Exactly. So he's talking about you know, Kipling. He's like, just he's lacking in patriotism because, like, you can have reasons for liking something. Like, you know, um, I really like this because of this reason. Like, sure. Like, I, I don't know. For I guess I think sports again. Like, I like this team because they've got really good players, and I like this guy, and the coach is really nice. He's got a great story, and you know, they've got a great history, whatever else. But then for me, my favorite soccer team, I'm like, why do you like them? And I'm like, I just kind to pick them one day, and that's just kind of the way it is now. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. literally, that's it. That's, yeah right yeah yeah it's like just kind of it is just happened yeah which is um actually that's a story if you hmm. read uh fever pitch by nick hornby that's a really good one talks about this he was a soccer fan in england in the 70s and his dad liked this one team and he for some reason just out of nowhere just decided that he liked the rival team mm-hmm. and like his dad was super mad about it but he just loved them for no reason at all and he talks about how that just ruined his life for the next 30 years. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you know, his depressions and, you know, like, <laughs> jubilation that they're winning and losing, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. And just like how, whatever. It's like a pretty arbitrary decision, honestly. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, very I'm funny. I'm trying to think if there's anything I've just arbitrarily
0: decided to love. I mean, you, I guess. Like, <laughs> I just, just randomly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that ki- that kind of was true. Like, you showed up to... At uh, Josh and Scotty's picnic, yeah, out yeah, of right. nowhere, and I was just so, like, yeah. "I just like this guy." I liked so. Garth told a, a story the other day to me about he was at church, and you said you just kind of arbitrarily picked like four people. That, oh, yeah. that you just wanted to be friends with. <laughs> yeah, they kind of were yeah. uh, sort of outsiders a little bit.
1: Yeah, it was basically that. Um, we were talking about groups and group dynamics and and stuff like that. And I was thinking about this friend group that I had hung out with. And I was like, you know, why did I become friends with them? And I'm like, well, I think I remember seeing them and, and thinking, oh, you don't have many friends here. yeah. And so I just kind of arbitrarily picked them, like adopted them, like, well, we're friends now. And that's just how this goes. <laughs> yeah. And I did it to a couple different people in the group. And now, like, as a group, we all still hang out. And it wasn't because, like, oh, they have these great virtues and this and this. I'm like, no, oh, just kind of picked them. And now that's just how that goes. They're just standing awkwardly for pretty much a <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're standing like, "Oh, you look out of place here. Get in." Yeah,
0: that's like uh, the Midnight in Paris. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been yeah. When they first roll up and he, he's just sitting there on the oh, side. Man. Get in.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Just. Get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a foundation for, for. A good foundation for things, in a way, it seems very arbitrary, but you're like, well, no, I just is, wanted to. That actually is really beautiful.
0: Like, yeah. in some way, like why? Do, why do we? Like, to, actually, that feels the best to be loved in that way. Yeah, I like, think so. Not because I offer really anything, but just simply because I exist. Yeah, like I'm much. just here. Not because, like, you love me, not because I'm an artist or um, because I have, you know, X, Y, and Z qualities or things yeah. going for me but just because I'm a living breathing human being and for
1: some reason you're here I'm here and yeah you know I mean why not Like <laughs> I I keep going back to relationships and you know, there's that idea of like well I love you you're so beautiful you're so smart you're so this and that I'm like those are all great things and who doesn't want that but at the end of the day you're kind of like well I just got picked to you so it's you and me <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it that's nice
0: <laughs> okay this uh, this was a nice little line I underlined. Uh, he's talking about it just said, okay, so discipline in the sense I mean is to leave room in our hearts where we can listen to the spirit of God in a life changing way and I think I don't know that that resonates with me because uh so for the past two weeks, Garth has been taking me to this mega church here in Billings. Mega church. And uh, I'm a little resistant. (laughs) I kind of walk in with my arms crossed a little bit. But then I sit there. You know, we get through the music, and it's beautiful. It's this huge production, and incredibly talented musicians, and it's amazing. Um, And then the pastor gets up, and I really like this guy. And he, I'm just like slowly my heart is kind of softened and I'm like, you know what? This just is good. There's that. I can't, I really can't argue you with it. It just, he uh, got me Nate. Like, like you're just, and, but I, I, I guess I do want that kind of a heart of that, this, uh, and to have this kind of discipline In this, in this sense of to leave room in our hearts where we can listen to the spirit of God in a life changing way. Like to have that posture of, um, show me the truth, Mm. you know, and let me be open and and not, not, not think that I've got it all figured
1: out. Well, there's something like, I mean, it's kind of funny, I think. In a lot of ways, we're trying to, like, rediscover kind of what we've always known. And the thing he was talking about, if you're familiar with the Bible, it's like, uh, John, chapter 5, it's like, I am divine, you know, remain in me, and my commands are just, like, love each other, uh, love the Lord, and then, you know, love each other. But it's like, you know, there's something really great about it. It's very fo- very straightforward. It's very simple, you know, for as much as we like to break things down in all walks of life to make it a formula, whatever, it's like, well, it's a very forthright of, Approach to life where like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do what it is I you know, believe to do, and I'm going to try and do these two things simply, and which is you know love the Lord and love people, and then it's sort of like, then anything else that I need to know, you're going to add to me. Like, that's the idea of, like, there's the vine, which is this thing that's hundreds of years old, you know, literally some of them are, like, 250 years old, or no, 750 Yeah, years. that's what you were saying. It's like, you have these vines that are 750 years old, and what you'll do is you, you can just can cut just a little section into them, and you'll just take a new plant and just graft and throw it in there. And, like, it'll grow, which is a crazy thing, by the way. I was thinking about that. It's not yeah. weird. You yeah. Like, just a shove a branch into a, a dead tree stump, basically, and it grows out Wow. Um But that's kind of it. It's like, and that's, that's pretty simple. That's pretty straightforward. Like, all right, now everything else will, will come out of that. And I think there's, that's a very, can be a very good approach to life. Because otherwise you approach everything so suspiciously. You know what I mean? Where it's like, well, what's this want? what's going on here? What's going on? Oh, well, I don't know about this. And it's like, then it's like, you're always looking at how the world's going to screw you over, you know, versus like, okay, I'm going to do what I know. I'm going to take care of, you know, cover the basis for things right in front of me. It's like, and then anything that I don't know, I believe like I will figure out or an answer is going to come to me. You know what I'm saying? So sort of like even, again, going back to relationship, like, all right, I, I like you for these reasons. Very simple or you know whatever else and and I'm going to go after that I'm going to approach that very forthrightly and then if there's okay. any unknowns like some weird things come up with you or me like an answer will be there we'll figure it out and even the negative things we'll, we'll work through those like I, said, I think that's a very there's a very modest and humble uh, humble aspect to that but also very optimistic I think to me, it feels very, I don't know, trustworthy. We're like, I'm not going to freak out if something bad happens. You know, we're going to work through this very steadily. And, and I believe it can work out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I believe people like that tend to have a much better experience of life anyway. Rather than like, well, people are terrible and you're just going to do this. I'm like, well, again, it gets back to that always and everything you were talking about earlier. Like, you're just going to do that because all people are this and it's always going to be that. I'm like, well, then you're never going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if you believe that all people are always going to do this to you and it's never gonna work out and you know people are always selfish and we're like, well then that's what you're gonna find. Then that'll be your experience in the world and you're always gonna hate things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. Hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it I guess it is a. it's like uh judging things out of fear rather than being open yeah. with
1: curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Reminded me of a Jordan Peterson point. Here we go. <laughs> Here it is. How long are we into this? Because I feel like that was pretty good. 30 minutes before 30 I got 30? to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. good. Uh, but, uh... We've been but, up for like three hours. Yeah. Two. And, and I, I haven't yeah. mentioned... Yeah. I'm changing. Like, I'm recovering. My name's Gordon. And it's been three hours since i mentioned Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but, uh no but he says uh, he's like there's two things to chaos chaos is like the unknown it's what you don't know right it's like you hear something at night you don't know what it is and it's like both terrifying and all this he's like but there's two aspects like there's like dragon uh, chaos is usually represented as a dragon and he's like there's two parts to it it can eat you but also generally has treasure it's got like the maiden, or like in the hobbit it's got hordes of treasure so there's like a really big reward and there's a huge risk associated because like say chaos is like that. The unknown is like that. Like it's like you can it can it's both things. It's it's danger, but at the same time, it's immense amount of potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like the way that you approach that. Relationships are like that. People are like that. You know, business ventures can be like that. Yeah, most anything. Like hey, there's risk. It could yeah. be all these bad things. I don't know. What if this happens? What if there's a recession? What if she does this? What if he does? You know, whatever. Right? There's all these unknowns. It's like yeah, but. What if it's positive? What if you hit it big? You know, what yeah. if she really likes you? He really likes you. You know, yeah. it's like there's there's in the unknown. There is you know, quote unquote risk and danger. But at the same time, there is complete um, reward and potential.
0: It, that reminds me of one time Abram and I were talking, and uh, I think he had just had their first son, Kai, and uh, I asked him, like, did did you always, or, yeah, did did you, um, you know, always think that you wanted to be a father or something, something like that, and uh, man, he, he kind of, it was just sort of this, like, uh, but I don't remember how... How the question went exactly, but his answer was Well, basically, it like I wanted to, I didn't, I wasn't particularly excited about being a father or something, but mm-hmm. like I, I know that with my life, I want to experience everything that a person can experience yeah. in life, yeah, everything that God has like made possible for us to experience. I want to, I want to go through that, yeah. And so, like, with, with love, for me, what gives life meaning is love. Mm-hmm. When we love something, life becomes meaningful. But at the same time, like you're saying, then it takes us to great heights, but then we can also fall, like, yeah. further than we would have had we not loved at all. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I heard this one. Uh, is was Jordan Peterson. He told it, but it was like, uh, you can only be as happy as your unhappiest child, you know, because people say that, like. As your unhappiest child? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they say that, like, <laughs> when you have children, like, oh, they're much more unhappy. I'm like, well, yeah, because you have so much more responsibility in life. Like, uh, people, sorry, people who don't have children are on the whole uh, statistically apparently happier than people who do. And he's oh. like, well, yeah, but, like, because you have so much more responsibility and so much more to worry about, you know. You just brought this whole other thing that you have to take care of. <laughs> it's like, but also the, the experiences you have. Or just that much more meaningful, much more, you know, deeper experiences to really connect with someone who unconditionally, like I said, arbitrarily just loves you for no reason. You bring, you know, you brought them into the world and they're just attached to you. You know, so that's, well, that's quite nice right there. Mm-hmm. it also on a more of a funny note, reminds me of, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche's got a quote and he's like, women, they make the, uh, the highs higher and the lows more frequent. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that is accurate, I think. Yeah. Nothing's to women, but that does seem to be true. Uh, <laughs> we need to read some female philosophers, probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe need some, to balance this uh, out a little bit.
0: Simone de Beauvoir. Something. That'd actually yeah. probably be good. Yeah. um Okay, well, we're at 38 minutes. I'm I'm ready to call it whenever. What else is? Uh, let's just uh, okay. So let's be done talking about that kind of stuff. What What else is going on in your life these days, Garth? You
1: doing well? Doing well. Uh, anything you want? No, I think actually the reason the the these ideas are so um, important to me, or I guess they strike me so richly, is because it does feel very much a part of my life, you know, at this point of like, all right, what am I going to do? What do I want to do? That sort of right. thing. because you have traveled a lot, yeah, I mean, I have you know. kind of have.
0: Gone from, from uh, adventure to adventure. Yeah. And now you're 26, 27? Mm-hmm. 27, 26. Yeah. So yeah, I've
1: definitely, I've lived in a lot of places. You know, in California. Now Denver. you're ready
0: to kind of establish something, maybe. Yeah,
1: and I, I think that's exactly it. You know, it's like, what am I trying to establish? Should I be here? Should I be somewhere else? You know, what should that look like? Does that matter? You know, should I just plug into something that somebody else has done? And. So, yeah, all these ideas that we've been talking about today, it's like they're very much on my mind. It feels very real to me. And I, I think that's what's striking me most, that idea of like, you know, just – it's actually one of the reasons I really like your podcast and even your art is, you know, like looking at what's here now. Talk about this. It's not like – I don't know. We get very globalist and very cosmopolitan is how Chesterton would say it. And we're thinking like all these people are talking about all these things. We just try and go out and find – what other people are talking about in L.A. or Paris or whatever. Hmm. And, like, we want to hear what they have to say. And I'm like, you know, to hear someone say something and and to be thinking about big ideas and, it's like, to have a a local voice, I think is really cool. Hmm. I think it's very neat. And I think there's – I don't think you can replicate it. You know, Uh, it's not – I don't know. It's its own value. Like, it's, it's like if someone – well, this person went to Harvard and they know all these things, so therefore their voice is better. I'm like, in some ways, yes. But almost like the fact that there's a local aspect to it. Um talking about, you know, even if they're not talking about big ideas as well. Um, I think there's something really special about it.
0: Yeah. So. yeah. Nice. Yes. I'm excited to see see what things uh develop for you over the next handful of years. Yeah, me too. And it's a pleasure to be your friend, and let's uh We'll see. We'll see if uh, maybe we'll do this again next week or so. Well, that's good. I I think it'd be fun. Okay, so you have this idea of like doing a a literary journal. you can't. I might take
1: my idea. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If you take my idea, idea, I swear, I will find you. (laughs) (laughs) A a little little short, like literary,
0: or, well, yeah, so, all that I'm wanting to say is like, I think it'd be fun if, for this podcast, you know, sometimes I'll write things and then share them on the podcast mm-hmm. this has been fun you know just kind of rambling going here and there i sometimes feel like it's i, I like to have like a nice well thought out little short essay that i've written mm-hmm. and then i'm okay like bullshitting yeah with josh or with whoever on the podcast about the thing that i've written yeah so like like even your parable that you wrote, mm-hmm. I think would be fun to share on here sometime and then we can just talk about it. A yeah. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, we could get into, we could use this as a way to like create content, you know, to inspire us to like, okay, got to have something. Yeah. You got to have
1: a new, yeah new you. short essay to talk about next week. Talk. To. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I like that idea because I mean, I do like reading so I can take in other people's ideas for days but to export your own and to yeah. formulate yourself is huge.
0: I feel like I haven't really taken things in until I until mm. I, uh, it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. A lot of times. Interesting. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, there's it. no intro or outro music, but uh, I guess I, I always say um, thanks for listening. And Oh, yeah. Garth, yeah, yeah. you can play a little, a little something. Yeah all right so that 's the uh, that 's the podcast for this week and thanks for listening and be good to yourselves